Well, welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. This is the format called Freedom Under Fire, the top headlines that you need to know about. And each segment does three things. Number one, it keeps you on top of the most important issues affecting your freedoms today. And number two, it lets you know why it matters. And three, and probably most importantly, it tells you what you can do about it. So let's go. Here are the top headlines for the last week of July 2023. The first headline is this. House Democrats tried to censor Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as he prepared to testify yesterday at a committee hearing on government censorship. Okay, RFK Jr. was testifying before the House Select Subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government, which is, by the way, investigating collusion between the Biden regime and big tech companies. Now, of course, RFK Jr. has been outspoken about his concerns with the COVID vaccine. When he questioned if that vaccine was linked to a rise in deaths for the elderly, the Biden regime emailed Twitter asking them to have it censored ASAP. RFK Jr. has been directly targeted and deplatformed for supposed disinformation, much of which has already proven true. In fact, he was listed as number two on the disinformation dozen and promptly censored for contesting the prevailing narrative with the truth. The disinformation dozen is a list of a lot of pretty prominent people who the government decided they would censor. They would put on this list and they would actively censor them with social media outlets. They would deplatform them. He was number two on that list. Well, during this hearing, Democrat Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz moved to censor RFK Jr. because he repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. Of course, that's nonsense, uh, which RFK Jr. promptly uh, defended himself around, and he explained exactly what those comments were in context. What's amazing to me is this. The Democrats' attempt to censor Kennedy was shot down when the GOP majority voted 10-8 to table it. You know, if there's anything more ironic than trying to censor a witness during a hearing about how the government is censoring people, I don't know of, of a greater irony than that. And that was pointed out by one of the representatives, Thomas Massey. He responded to this attempt at censoring RFK Jr. saying this, wow, quote, the irony and cognitive dissonance from the other side of the aisle is deafening. This is a hearing on censorship that began with an effort with a formal motion from the other side to censor Mr. Kennedy. The list of the ways the government colluded with, threatened, and acted as an arm of social media companies when it comes to censoring speech is miles long. But let's just be clear about this. Our government is actively circumventing or attempting to circumvent the Constitution, the protection of free speech, by going to companies and media outlets and, and telling them, pressuring them to censor speech that they don't like, to censor and deplatform people that go against the approved government narrative. So what are we supposed to do about this? Well, I can tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to speak up more clearly and probably more loudly, and I'm certainly not going to be silenced by the government in the ways that they act to censor us. So that's the takeaway. The takeaway is keep speaking up. Keep using your God-given right, by the way, not governmental given right, your God-given right to free speech to say what you believe. That speech is protected, okay? That's headline number one. 
I don't even know. Can it get can it get worse than that? <laughs> okay, uh, headline number two. California School Board. All right. I know some of you right now are like, oh my gosh, here it comes. California School Board throws out state official as he protests for secret transgender policies. Well, the California State Superintendent, Tony Thurmond, was kicked out of the Chino Valley Unified School District board meeting, and he was escorted by police while protesting a policy that would require informing parents about a child's desire to change genders. The California State Superintendent, Tony Thurman, was kicked out of the school board meeting and he was escorted out by police. Now, the policy, which ultimately passed, stipulated that parents must be informed. Let me say that again. Stipulated that parents must be informed if their child expresses a desire to be identified or treated as a gender different from their biological sex or if they intend to use the bathroom or athletic facilities of the opposite sex or if they seek a pronoun or name change, or even if there are mental health concerns with the child. Now, for most of us, this seems like common sense, right? Parents need to be informed, especially of life-altering, permanent life-altering decisions that are being made with kids, especially some as young as six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. Well, social transitioning, that's what all those things are called. Social transitioning is a first step for transgender children. It entails adopting new names, pronouns, changing their clothing, getting new haircuts to match a preferred gender. This is what's at stake, parental rights, right? The superintendent showed up at the meeting after Governor Gavin Newsom has become increasingly interested in policies passed by local school school boards. On Thursday, Newsom followed through on threats to fine a different school district within California uh, for a, for $1.5 million over claims that the district banned a textbook because it mentioned gay rights activist Harvey Milk. Now, there's a lot around that. Um, but the California governor, Gavin Newsom, is forcing California schools against their will to include overtly political and inappropriate LGBTQ material in their curriculum. That curriculum includes inappropriate sexualized content, including a lesson on LGBTQ activist Harvey Milk, who is a pedophile who groomed teenage boys while he was in his mid-30s and was accused of rape. Other content parents objected to included the mention of the Gay Liberation Front, which is also an organization connected to a pedophile advocacy group. The board also found some content was ideologically and politically biased. Oh, big shocker there. Well, the school board president, a newly elected conservative member, he was excited about the vote as an important step for parental rights. He said, as a parent, we were shut down. We tried to have conversations. They pushed us out to politicians. And then she says, I'm a soccer mom. And I'll say that I'm a fitness trainer. I had no desire to ever be in this seat. The person that I unseated is a disgruntled ex-politician, and she's upset that we unseated her. The parents are taking back control of the school boards in California one by one. And it's interesting because California has a history of punishing teachers who refuse to lie to parents about their children's gender changes. We've mentioned those in other other podcasts previous to this. Um, It's interesting, though, because Governor Newsom is going after parents. And we believe, of course, that parents have the responsibility and the right 
to make every decision relative to the upbringing and the well-being of their children. This is a classic clash between state and parents. And thank God we have a, at least for now, we have a small win in California. We're excited about that. Okay, that's number two. Could it get better? Yes. (laughs) Headline number three, United Church of Christ issues resolution declaring abortion is indeed health care. Well, the United Church of Christ passed a resolution earlier this month that proclaimed abortion is health care. Now, according to a July 10th press release, they said the resolution passed with a vote of 611 in favor, 24 against, and 13 abstaining. Barely a year after the historic overturning of Roe v. Wade, a liberal denomination of mainline Protestants declared that abortion is health care and called for the right to kill the unborn. The resolution denounces the overturning of legal precedent and the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs versus Jackson and condemns all laws banning abortion or restricting access to reproductive, quote unquote, health services. Now, this is just a stunner, right? Because the resolution argues that in biblical terms, that Mary's informed, joyful choice to bear a child is the first act of Christian discipleship. Now, think about this for a second. They're going all the way back to when Mary conceived Jesus. And they said that was the first act of Christian discipleship. And that forced birth, catch this, forced birth is an act of sexual violence, antithetical to the incarnation and the choice to have and care for children. This is a stunner. Um, they're, they're actually relating the need for abortion to the original story of when Mary was pregnant with Jesus. It's disgusting, actually. The group also argued biblical, theological, and historical grounding for its support of abortion on demand, including verses from Proverbs, including the parable of the Good Samaritan. Despite growing promotion, both abortion and contraception have been proven to cause significant physical and mental harm to women in addition to killing and preventing the development of irreplaceable human beings. Hormone contraceptives are linked to higher rates of depression and breast cancer. And research is also showing that women who endure an abortion often seek emotional support after the traumatic experience. More than 60% of abortions are coerced and that the increasingly popular abortion pill has resulted in life-threatening reactions such as hemorrhaging and sepsis. Well, it's a stunner to me. This, this headline, the reason it makes the list is this, because we need the Christian church to take a stand for life. And here we have a mainline liberal Protestant denomination saying abortion is health care. It's time that we get rid of this woke nonsense out of the Christian faith. Okay, headline number four. School district bans opt-out from LGBTQ lessons because too many families opted out. Okay, here's what happened. An affluent liberal Washington, D.C. suburb won't honor parents' requests to exclude their children from inappropriate story reading and LGBTQ indoctrination because it was flooded with opt-out requests when the controversial subject matter was introduced. Now think about this for a second. Parents who have a right and responsibility to make all the decisions surrounding the upbringing and well-being of their children, decided to opt out of an LGBTQ uh, story, story time. 
they decided to opt out. But there were so many parents that decided to opt out that the school reversed it and said you can't opt out. Maryland's Montgomery County Public Schools claims it was flooded with opt-out requests when the books were introduced in curriculum in January, giving it legal justification to issue a blanket policy of no exceptions and no notifications. It's crazy. You know, I think the more I think about this and the way the schools are treating parents, it really does make you angry, right? As a parent who's trying to make decisions for their kids, you certainly are within your rights to make decisions to pull your kid from curriculum to opt out of curriculum. In fact, I think it should be an opt-in situation. I think a child and their family should have to opt into this material, that it should automatically be assumed that you're not going to go unless you opt in, unless you want to. But the Maryland law requires districts to honor family life and human sexuality curriculum opt-outs for any reason. And yet the school district is not honoring the opt-outs. Here again, this is another example of how we have a war for kids. This is a war on kids. It's a war on parents. And this is a clash of worldview. It's a clash of beliefs. On one side, you've got the Communist Manifesto saying that they want children to be property of the state. And on the other side, we have parents saying, no, 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 wait, they're they're ours. These are God. This is our God-given family. Children are a blessing from God. They don't belong to the state. And it's finally coming to a head. But what I'm really excited about is parents are taking the initiative to opt out their children from this objectionable uh, curriculum. And what I do think is going to happen is I think they're probably not going to show up on the days when this curriculum is taught. So way to go, parents in Maryland. Okay, here we go. Headline number five. Biden administration plans to kill gas water heaters. Okay, well, the Biden regime laid out plans to enforce new regulation for water heaters. The scheme threatens to phase out cost-effective gas heaters from the market entirely. Today, roughly 60% of the homes use gas water heaters and 40% use electricity. But overall, water heating is responsible for roughly 13% of residential energy use. Well, here's the details. The proposed regulations, which would take effect in 2029. In, in fact, I don't even know why they make these ridiculous uh, regulations that don't go into effect for year after year after year. Well, here, anyway, they impose higher efficiency standard for home water heaters. Americans who choose to stick with gas-fired water heaters would need to upgrade to condensing technology units which are more energy efficient. However, non-condensing gas water heaters are much cheaper and smaller, meaning they're cheaper to install. Well, the U.S. Secretary of Energy argues that regulations would save consumers $198 billion over a 30-year period. Now, in doing the math, that's a whopping $4.16 per month in savings. Okay, this is ludicrous. First of all, let's be honest. This has nothing to do about the government doing something for you. They are doing it to you. This is not a free market economy. This is government control, and it's not the proper role of government to decide for you what products are best for you. This goes in line with all of the other climate or green energy nonsense that is being pushed that would, would never make it without government subsidies and government regulation. Let the free market decide what products you and I are going to be able to, to buy. So there you have it. That's that's headline number five. It is a busy, busy week for freedom. Freedom is under fire every single day. And now is the time to stand up. And now's the time to protect our liberties wherever they're under attack.
I'm Jimmy Page, and this is the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast, Freedom Under Fire. See you next time.